podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Alarm. Take my cue. Run, shower, breakfast, kids to school, work time, home time, dinner time, fun time, bedtime. When you're leading a full life, MitoQ can make all the difference. MitoQ is a science-based cell health supplement that helps your trillions of cells generate renewable daily energy. Because energy is renewable, time is not. Discover more at MitoQ.com. That's M-I-T-O-Q.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Charles back here again for another show. Hope you're doing well. It has been some day at Chelsea Football Club. It really has. Even if not all of these deals have been announced, fully confirmed, completed, all of that stuff, this has felt like a very significant day. In recent Chelsea transfer history, I know that kind of feels like an an understatement or at least something that doesn't carry much weight because of course we have signed a lot of players but in terms of losing this number of players or, or being willing to sell this number of players and it all seeming to come to a head in, in one day in terms of reports it's remarkable it really is I think it shows a lot of different things but Chelsea simply had to sell players they are now selling players people may not agree with all the sales but they needed to happen and I think it really shows how Chelsea are going to be acting in terms of some of these contracts but also hopefully making a squad manageable from Mauricio Pochettino. Going to get into all of that stuff today. If you are new around here, want to see the latest Chelsea content and news and reacting to stuff as we head into a massive pre-season, please do hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Turn those notifications on. If you're listening on the podcast feed, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with N'Golo Kante. That isn't the breaking news today, but Chelsea did confirm that Kante has moved on. One of the greatest players to ever play for Chelsea. There's... There's so many ways to praise N'Golo Kante. I did my sort of reaction to the deal a few weeks ago, so please go and check that out if you haven't already. But now looking at his legacy as we can, because he is riding off into the sunset in his mini. And I wrote a long piece for football.london today. Please go and check it out. I'll leave a link in the description box below. And just going through his career at Chelsea and how remarkable he's been, how much he's transformed not only Chelsea, but those around him, how humble he's been as a player for someone with such magnificent talent and looking through those great moments and, and kind of how he stacks up in terms of Chelsea greats throughout history. And I think he stacks up very well to think we signed him for 30 million. That yes, was a release clause, but still in the current market, 30 million for a player who was given this much to Chelsea, a Premier League title, a Champions League that his influence was huge in the FA Cup, the Europa League, the Super Cup, the Club World Cup. I may be missing one out there, but you know, he's been involved in so much for Chelsea and not always in the best, you know, scenarios, not with a functioning club at times, a functioning squad, but his performances when he has been fit have been remarkable. You know, I just to pick out a few moments, I, I think that for me, the big legacy of, of Kante will be the Champions League win because I think personally for him as an individual at Chelsea, that was where I think he had the biggest influence. That's not to kind of undermine what he'd done previously, but when he arrived in 2016, he had an incredible season. He won PFA Player of the Year, rightly, but that was in a very, very good Chelsea team under Antonio Conte. I think... Coming in with Thomas Tuchel and that run of displays against Atletico Madrid, against Real Madrid, against Man City in the final 
was just ridiculous and it really was and I keep on saying this I think chapters will be written around N'Golo Kante you can't replace him it's impossible to find another N'Golo Kante I think the mission for Chelsea in the next decade is finding players of, of significant value and looking at players that are really going to leave with the legacy of N'Golo Kante very difficult but it's about as a supposedly big club it's about finding that next player and uh, for Kante legend beloved you know one of those players I feel very privileged to to watch live at Chelsea because one of the most remarkable midfielders we will likely ever see we're going to move on to the rest of the stories and, and kind of the, the the number of players that could be moving on or at least are very close to moving on from Chelsea so Chelsea have agreed Mateo Kovacic and Kai Havertz sells we know Kovacic to Manchester City that is believed to be around 30 million a deal worth 30 million to join Man City this is from uh, Matt Law's kind of lengthy piece and then 65 million for Kai Havertz to join Arsenal Uh, but they have knocked back a second bid from Man United for Mason Mount on a frenetic day of business Matt Law reports United have made a second bid of 45 million pounds plus 5 million in add-ons for Mount which Chelsea counted immediately with a demand for an offer worth 65 million that does represent a drop as Matt Law explains in Chelsea's initial 70 million valuation and has prompted slightly more optimism an agreement may eventually be negotiated with United but you know United are still some way off Chelsea's asking price we are going to go through some other players here so Hakim Ziyech and Khalidou Koulibaly on the verge of moving to Saudi Arabia for 8 million and 17 million respective uh, respectively Chelsea are hoping to bank more than 100 million in incoming fees by the end of this month even if Mount's future is not resolved. There is also rumours around Callum Martin-Odoi, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Christian Pulisic but those are kind of the firm ones at the moment that we know. I thought we expected Chelsea really broke this down well in terms of the, the numbers behind these sales and how they benefit Chelsea. So Havertz, 37 million in FFP profit, 13.5 million a year wages saved, Kovacic, 22 million profit, 6.5 million wages saved, Mendy, 1.2 million profit, 4 million wages saved, Koulibaly, 6.7 million loss 13.5 million wages saved Ziyash 6.5 million loss uh, 5.5 million wages saved and Kante 16.2 million wages saved that makes a net 47 million profit 58.2 year wages saved so from an FFP point of view Chelsea are moving in the right direction and now it goes from kind of the clear out that needed to happen there's probably a few more names like Pulisic, Hudson and Dorian Loftus-Cheek that will be joining them and I think Azpilicueta probably too but now the next stage is now trying to maybe add players to the squad, not loads because we don't need loads, but kind of um, assessing with Pochettino who stays, who goes, what does the squad composition look like? Because you don't want a situation where it's kind of lopsided, where we've let a load of players go in one area, but then in another area of the pitch, we are um, heavily stocked. So that in itself is going to be the managing thing, but it becomes a more realistic situation to manage. Let's talk about Kai Havertz and uh, Mateo Kovacic in terms of those two players. Kai Havertz will always be remembered for a brilliant, brilliant moment in Chelsea history. There is no way, even if he goes to Arsenal and succeed, you can tarnish or forget what he did in Porto. Because that is a goal 
that will be replayed for generations to come. It just will. And there's no way that that connection that Chelsea fans had, you know, because when they see Kai Havertz, when they see that goal, it brings back to all of us great memories, as the Drogba goal in Munich did as well, as the Batshuayi goal against West Brom does. You know, football is weird because sometimes the person who scores the goal isn't one of your greatest ever players, isn't a player that stays with your club for over a decade. Sometimes it is, in the case of Batshuayi, fringe players. But you remember those moments. And I think that that is something that Havertz will have in his short time at Chelsea, actually, when we look at it. Um, But I do think this is one of those cases, and I completely agree with what Matt Law said. And I've said this and tweeted this in recent weeks, is that Kai Havertz, this deal can be good for both Chelsea and for Arsenal. It doesn't have to be extreme as Chelsea have made a mistake or Arsenal have made a mistake. I do think Chelsea come out looking good from this in terms of a business point of view and, and speaking to some Arsenal fans who didn't feel he was worth even 60 million. For Chelsea to extract about 65 million for a player, you know, with two years left on their deal and hasn't been one of the most remarkable players. You know, this is not a player that I, I'll stress this again. I know I've seen some kind of stats that have been brought up in terms of what Kai Havertz was most at for Chelsea last year. And sure, he was joint top goal scorer, but context in terms of his performances, context in terms of Chelsea's inability to finish chances, context within Kai Havertz's struggles as a Chelsea player. And sure, there's one. Hi, Phil Swift here for new Flex Super Glue. What's truly amazing is that our Flex Super Glue is so strong that just one drop virtually welds itself to the surface and can lift over three tons. Forget those old Super Glues, get the one that's new Flex Super Glue. Go to flexsealproducts.com forward slash three ton lift to learn more about how one drop lifted three tons. For demonstration purposes only. You can look at this and go, you know, is it quite concerning that we're seeing Mount wanting to go to Man United, Kovacic going to Man City, Havertz going to Arsenal, direct rivals. But there is also context within all those players as well. And also the reality of the current situation where I think in two of the three cases, Kovacic and Havertz, I think it's the right time to move those players on. I think they have reached the end of their stories at Chelsea. I think in the case of Havertz, it's just how long do we have to go with thinking about a potential of a player rather than the reality of what they are producing on a regular basis. I'm kind of a bit tired of theory players at Chelsea. I'm kind of a bit tired of speaking about players that need X number of things to thrive. Now, Havertz, I will concede, may go into a more settled, a more confident environment and thrive. That just may be the club that suits him. But I don't think this has to be a tragic moment for Chelsea. I think with Christopher and Kunku, as we spoke about yesterday coming in, it feels like a natural succession to that. And if Kunku proves more effective, which we hope he will, I think that proves to be a smart deal for Chelsea, who need to let players go. It's also a significant sign that the you know the briefing around the ownership is if once you get to the two year under two year contract moment, you either sign or we sell you. And I think it's the right approach to have because it's the problems that Chelsea have had of keeping players for far too long and struggling to sell them in the long term. In the case of Koulibaly, I think it's really good because under the previous ownership, we saw so many examples of keeping players even if they weren't offering great value and their value was depreciating on loan. I like the fact that they were very adamant with uh, Inter Milan that we're just not, not going to allow Koulibaly to go on loan and then you have these players for years as they depreciate. Let's get them out now because that has a knock-on effect in the case of Koulibaly. I think to a guy like Levi Colwell, to a guy like maybe Trevor Chalabar, that there is room for you to play at Chelsea. We'll see how the Mark Correa situation um, unfolds as well. 
all round, I, I think with Kai Havertz, he is a weird player because he has been able to contribute to some big moments at Chelsea. He is quite clearly a very talented player. There, you know, there's no. He has had great performances at times for Chelsea. The problem is those great performances have been few and far between. There have been long stretches where he's not been that good. And I don't think people should apologise now or try and revise things. Yes, for all the mess Chelsea have... You know, I, I think that there needs to be a, a balance here in terms of player responsibility and also the club they're at. I do think if you are an amazing player, I think there is a there is a part of you that will still rise above that. And I don't think Kai Havertz has done enough to be above the Chelsea chaos. I think he has been a part of a larger model that isn't just all his fault. But I also do think he hasn't lived up to expectation. So that's why I think it's the right time to move on. I think for Kovacic, a little bit different in terms of this is a guy who's been here for a longer period of time. And I mean, maybe he you could argue he's been checked out. You know, it, it feels like his levels of performance have really dipped at Chelsea. But then also he's never really been a player that has been vital to things at Chelsea. He always has been on the outskirts at times and he never has fully contributed or fully gone to that next level to finish the job and, and complete what is a very good player. I think at Man City, he fits in with what they do in terms of wanting possession, in terms of recycling it, in terms of having a better quality of player around him who will likely finish chances. Um, but he has always been that player that's just lacking that final thing. I don't know if that's going to improve at this stage of his career. So again, right to move him on. The player doesn't really want to be here anymore. It's good to get him off the books and get some sort of profit for him as well, which I think is a positive. I feel like with all of this now, it, it does move to the next stage of, you know, who are you keeping, who are you trying to sign? We know goalkeeper, central midfield is kind of the next big step for Chelsea and potentially striker. It is believed that Nicholas Jackson, we're basically on the verge, aren't we, of of that situation um, being resolved and him becoming a Chelsea player, which is good. There is also the negative of the Lukaku situation, which still is unresolved as of today. And it doesn't look like any Saudi offer is going to lure him. And Chelsea also are not willing to loan him back to Inter Milan. So that in itself is a problem. But when you weigh everything together with what Chelsea were, were faced with a few weeks ago, I think this is significant business. And I think it's a significant step forward. And I think it gets closer to what we would have wanted by the time we reached the start of pre-season. I think that is, there, there's no you know, denying it. I, th I still think there are a few question marks over players, like Callum Martin-Odoi, for instance, um, hasn't had a good time of it at, at Bayer Leverkusen this season, but is that someone that maybe because we, we're letting Hakim Ziyech go, letting Kai Havertz go, letting Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang go, that maybe you keep one of those attackers? Um, Conor Gallagher, I'd like to see Conor stay because I think he matches Mauricio Pochettino quite well for obvious reasons. Um, but we will see if that if that goes because you know this is also a guy I've I've always kind of felt that he's a guy that will get a lot of interest and also could make pure profit for Chelsea like Hudson Odoi like these academy graduates can. But now seeing who else has gone, Kovacic, Kante, maybe Mount, you know Havertz. I, I do think that. Gallagher may stay and I actually think that's a positive and he, he said as much in recent days he's excited to work under Mauricio Pochettino he loves Chelsea I think there's no denying that um, and I, I do think you know to, to make um, a clear judgment on Gallagher after only one season which was a bad season for Chelsea I think is maybe unfair I, I'd like to see a second season maybe with him at Stamford Bridge so those are my thoughts on the madness of the day trying to round it out um, 
so many farewells and the unfortunate thing is that you know i go through a lot of these players and and you can kind of be quite you know cynical or kind of get overwhelmed by it so you're not giving players adequate thanks and i think the shame of it is say with someone like mendy i do think that's maybe one of those that i do look at and think that's a sad situation because this was a guy who came in and has been one of Chelsea's better value signings in recent years. I still think he's a successful signing at Chelsea. I think that, and it's just a shame to me that, you know, I look at Kepa Rizabalago, who again, looks like he's going to be staying at Chelsea for another season. And, you know, Mendy did have a difficult run, but he still, at his best, was still better than anything Kepa has ever produced at Chelsea. And I think it's just a bit of a shame that it's ended in that way when Mendy, I, I think maybe could have, found his way back at Chelsea of course you know we, there are two sides to every story um, but I just found the way he has maybe been treated or just the way it's kind of all fallen out and he's been kind of forgotten about and he's just left really without much fanfare for a player who you know his 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 story when he arrived at Chelsea was already incredible the way he reached the top of the game at Chelsea was remarkable so there are some players like that who maybe you have regrets with I think Ziyech falls into that category a very talented player but clearly it he, he probably should have left Chelsea a while ago and you know in the case of Koulibaly just didn't work out so you have to understand that and I think I want to stress this just to end this show is that with major change, with the major overhaul that is needed to happen for some time, we're not going to like all of the changes. That's just the reality of change. And that's just the reality of, of squad turnover. And the unfortunate thing is, I don't think it needed to be as brutal if Chelsea in previous years would have been more kind of efficient with the way they managed their squad. This is a, a years, years and years of mismanagement in different ways leading to this moment. But it needed to happen, and it is now. Let me know your thoughts on today's developments. It's been a mad one. I don't know if we're going to have a, a madder one on this in terms of just the number of reports about players leaving Chelsea in one day. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea. Please do give the podcast a positive rating review if listening to it really does help out. And I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.